This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. If you have your Bibles um, or your uh, tablets or whatever you're looking at, you should always look at the Scriptures. I know we're going to be putting them up on the screens. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we've been on this series this month and uh, God is looking for diligent seekers. He's looking for people that are seeking after him. And I'm telling you, and, 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 and the payoff is that God rewards us with blessings how many people are seekers of God in the house today? Amen. So, so we, in our series, we were, we've been talking about faith and faith only comes one way. It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So you have to keep hearing the word of God to produce faith in your heart. Amen. And so faith doesn't only just come by hearing, but it also comes by acting on the word of God. Amen. So I'm going to give you a little appetizer before I get into the main course this morning. Is that okay? You know, uh, if you're dealing with any kind of situation in your life that you feel like it's overcoming you, you just need to take a scripture and stand on it. One of my favorite scriptures that if I have a difficult task or if something that I have to do is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, I'm going to say this, with God, you can do all things. With God, you can do the impossible. With God, I'm saying with God, you can do it. Amen? Now, in your own power, you're limited. But in God's power, you are unlimited. Can I get an amen on here? And and it doesn't matter what you're tackling. You need to just say, you need to get the, I always say this, if you're faith people, you need to get the can't. Out of your vocabulary because you can. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So you need to start speaking that when the enemy or when the flesh starts telling you you can't do something. No, you can do all things. I I call it the grace factor. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you can endure all things through Christ who strengthens you. 2 Corinthians 12, 19. Paul was dealing with some issues in his life. You know, the Apostle Paul was one of the greatest apostles that was ever risen up or raised up by, by, by Christ Jesus. And uh, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And uh, he was dealing with an issue in his, in his life. He was dealing with, uh, you know, the enemy was attacking him. And, uh, and so he sought the Lord. And uh, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9... It says, and the Lord spoke to him. He sought the Lord and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Though, and then he, he got the revelation. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And this is a great, this is a great scripture because I'm going to say this, no matter what weakness you're dealing with, If that weakness puts you on your knees, praying, seeking God, you're going to get God's grace. A lot of times when we're dealing with a problem or an issue, we try to figure it out. A lot of times we try to figure it out ourselves. But no, we need to go to God. 
If all else fails, pray, right? No, you need to pray before all else fails. You need to pray before you start. Amen. And I'm telling you, prayer and faith go hand in hand. And so, so faith this morning, I want to focus on that, that faith uh, grows in our lives by us exercising our faith. You have to exercise faith. You know, um, you can read books on any subject, but unless you put it into action, uh, you will never um, experience the blessing of it. You can, you can, you know, we have some cooks in the house. How many cooks do we have in the house today? Amen. People that love to cook. I know we got some cooks in here, but you know, just knowing the recipe is not enough. Do you know, just, just getting the recipe and having a, a recipe even memorized is not enough. You're going to have to get some ingredients. You're going to have to go to the store. You're going to have to pick up some of these. Then you're going to have to get some pots and some pans. And you're going to have to have an oven. And then you're going to have to put it together. Amen. And, and you know, of course, we're, going to, we're having a fellowship luncheon at the end of the service. So hang tight. You know, we got salmon. We got ham. We got all this good stuff. So it's going to be great. And, uh, uh, and so, but the bottom line is that, that if you just have a, uh, the cook book or the recipe memorized, it, it doesn't work until you put it into action. You can, you can know a lot about working out and you can read a bodybuilding book and they can show you how to do the weights and do that. But until you start picking up the weights, uh, you're still not going to, you're, you're not going to, you know, receive the blessing from, from the knowledge. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying that you have to put the, the knowledge of God's word into practice every day of your life. Because I'm saying this to you this morning that your faith will be challenged. Every day our faith gets challenged. And so we have to use our faith to overcome the obstacles that's trying to come against us every day. And so in James, it says here, uh, faith comes by hearing and acting on the Holy Word of God. James 1, 22 and 27. He, James says it this way, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Say, I'm a doer of the word. Amen. Uh, and he says, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror for he observes himself and goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, notice it says that he continues in it. Amen. See, see, there's nuggets all in the, in the scriptures. So it's not just looking at it once. No, he says, he said, but he who looks at the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Amen. And, and not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Amen. So, so here, he's saying here that we don't want to be a forgetful hearer. We want to continue in the word. And that's how we get free 
from any problems that we may be dealing with. You know, Jesus said that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free if you continue in the truth. James is saying the same thing. He's saying that if we look at the perfect law and continue in it and not forget about it, then we'll end up walking out our faith in the way that God wants us to walk it out. Amen. And then he says this, he says, great faith, you know, great faith. I talked about this in a couple of series, in, I think it was last week. I talked about great faith is taking God at his word. It's believing God like that centurion. He said, he said, according to your word, let it be done. You know, uh, he said, you know, just speak the word and my servant would be healed. And so, and so great faith believes God's word, but also faith, great faith controls your tongue. Because he's saying here that if you have faith, you know how to bridle your tongue. So in other words, that we need, if you're going to have great faith and you're going to walk in great faith, you just can't say anything you want out of your mouth. In other words, you need to make sure that you're not saying anything negative or you're not, you're not speaking the circumstances or, or you're not talking negative about people. And I'm preaching today. I'm preaching today. And so you, you got to make sure. So, so great faith doesn't only believe God's word and speaks God's word, but great faith controls the tongue. I read a book one time, Hung by the Tongue. And we can be hung by our tongue. In other words, in what we say, what we say, you know, you, you've heard this before, loose lips sink ships. Right? And so, and so our, 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 our words can either put us over in life or, or, or cause us to sink in life. And then he talks about not only does great faith control the tongue, but he also says that pure, uh, uh, undefiled religion is to be a blessing to the orphans and the widows. Amen. And to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So we want to be blessed. So when you give into the offering and we, we give into ministries that's helping the poor, that's helping we give the orphans, you know, we're doing all that. So when you're giving in there, you're actually helping all these different ministry. Are you, ta- are you hear what I'm saying to you today? You're doing the word of God. Amen. I like that. And, 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 and so, and so, and so we're doing that. And then he says that we, that our faith needs to be set up in a way that we're going to remain unspotted from the world. Amen. In other words, in other words, we don't, you know, Jesus is coming back, you know, for a bride. The Bible says without spot or wrinkle. Oh, you, are you listening to me today? In other words, we got to get the spots out. Uh, you know, you ever get a shirt and you're about ready to wear it or ladies a dress and you get that, you have that one spot on there. You got to throw that out. Amen. Get something else. And we got to put it long. You got to get it laundered. Amen. And I'm telling you right now, um, you may not realize it, but right now you're in church right now. You're being laundered. You're, you're the spots, glory. Are you listening what I'm are you Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because some of us, there are still some spots that we might need to get. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And you're being laundered this morning. The Bible talks about the washing 
of the Word of God. And you're being washed this morning. You're being sanctified this morning. You're being prepared to, for every good work this morning. Amen. The spots are coming out. I'm preparing you. You guys are the bride of Christ. And I'm preparing you for the return of Jesus. Are you ready? Man, I, I mean, I'm about ready to jump up and run around this room today. Because I'm telling you, I'm, I was talking to one of the people this week, a Wednesday night service. I think it was Michael. And I said, I'm ready for the rapture. I'm ready to go to heaven. Glory to God. Well, maybe because of all the bills that hit me that day. But, uh, you know, and uh, maybe because I got in an argument with my wife that day. No, no, I'm kidding. And uh, uh, I'm ready to go home to Jesus. Amen. Rapture me now. Amen. Uh, and some say, well, you see, some people believe that we're going through the tribulation. You know, some people, oh, you're going to have to go through the tribulation. And then Jesus, Jesus is not coming back for a beat up, broken up bride. Because <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, you know, a, a bashed bride, you know, a, a, a tore up bride. He ain't coming back for that. No, he's coming back for a glorious. If we go through the tribulation, we're going to be all messed up, man. That bride's dress is going to be ripped, torn. You're going to have a black eye, bloody nose. Am I talking to anybody? No, we're not going through the seven years. You know, he's not coming back for a beat up, broke up. No, he's coming back for a glorious church. Right? Without spot or wrinkle. Full of love and faith. Doing the works of Jesus. Amen. And so, but some people believe that we're going to go through the church. I don't understand these people. A lot of times, these people have gone through a hard life and they, and they believe that, you know, you got to do it, go through the hard. No, Jesus, Jesus' cross was hard. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. Did he not say that? My burdens are light. So if, if we're having a hard time in our faith, if we don't believe that scripture. No, no, God's grace enables us to walk out this life. Take it one day at a time. I used to watch a sitcom called One Day at a Time. Amen. Anybody remember that one? And uh, it was about a divorced lady that had two daughters. Amen. And, and, uh, but uh, anybody ever used to watch that? One day, you take your faith one day at a time. You can make it. I want to say it again. You can, and you are making it. Amen. So we see here, James talks about that, that, that great faith controls the tongue, takes care of the orphans and the widows, and, and keeps us walking in purity before the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's look at what Jesus says here. And this is amazing what he says here. He says here uh, in Matthew 7, 24 and 27, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll, he will be like... Uh, uh, I will liken him to a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on the house and did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. Hear that. that does not do them. Will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the flood came and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it fell and great was the fall. So we see here in this parable that the rains, that the storm is coming to everybody in this life. Are you hearing? It, we're not. It, faith won't exempt you from the storms. Faith won't exempt you from the challenges. Just having great faith doesn't mean that you're not going to have any challenges. 
doesn't mean that you're not going to have any days where you're going to be challenged and the enemy is going to try to work against you. No, no, great faith keeps standing in the midst of the storms that come against us. That's what great, great faith keeps standing. The Bible says once you've done all, stand and keep standing. And God's ability, his ability is to help you stand in the storms of life. And so you see two people. One person, Jesus says, takes the word of God, does the word of God, and he's building his house on the rock. The other person just hears the word, but does not do the word, and the storm blows them out of the way. Amen? But we're not those that build our house on sand. We are those that build our house on the rock. So, so this morning, we have to, you know, if, you, if your faith is going to grow... If you're going to have be, you know, I, I, what, what my, my goal is this morning is to make you like a Hercules in the spirit realm. And Hercules, you know, he was, a, he was a muscle bound. Glory to God. Hercules, you know, or, or, or Conan the Barbarian. You need to be a barbarian in the faith. I don't know if anybody ever saw that movie, Conan the Barbarian. And, and so they, they thought they had to build the actor, but Arnold's won, I think, seven titles of Mr. Olympia or something like that. And he was already built. He actually had to lose weight for that role. They, he, wanted, he had to slim down 20, he had to lose 20 pounds of muscle. Can you believe that? He did it. Amen. And, uh, and so, but, but the bottom line is that, that if you start acting on the word of God, you will become a, 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 a Hercules for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that. Amen. So, so let's look at Matthew 7, 24, 27. Uh, no, let's look at this. I'm sorry. Uh, Galatians 5, 6. And, and the number one key I want to talk to you about to this morning is that if you're going to uh, grow in your faith and you're going to practice faith, faith, uh, uh, vital faith works by walking in love. If you're going to walk in great faith, you've got to walk in great love. Am I, am I talking to anybody today? And so I love that. And people don't realize that your faith and your love walk are divinely connected. Amen. One person was praying and they were dealing with a physical issue in church. And, and the minister was there and, and, and he overheard her praying at the altar. And she said, Lord, you know, I'm the best Christian here in the church. And you know that I deserve to be healed. Think about that. Well, you know, um, first of all, you know, faith and pride d- d- does not work. And you can't be boasting on how great a Christian you are because now you're comparing yourself with everybody else and you're saying all the other people are non-essentials. No, no. And she said, and she didn't get healed. <laughs> she didn't get healed, right? Why? Because she was praying thus like the Pharisee. And the Bible says, Jesus said, the Pharisee prayed and said, hey, Lord, look how great I am. I tithe. I do this. Look at that publican over there, that sinner. And the Bible says that God, that Jesus said that God didn't even hear his prayer. That his prayer didn't even go, uh, it didn't even hit the ceiling. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Why? He was praying thus with himself. But it takes humility. 
It takes a heart of humility to receive the blessings of God. And so it says here, for, for our love walk is vital to our faith walk. Galatians 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So the, Paul was basically saying there were people, uh, uh, Judaism, you know, you had people that were, uh, uh, Ju- uh, they, they were in Judaism and they, they got converted and received Christ. But they started telling everybody that if you're going to get saved, uh, especially the Gentiles, the people that were not Jews, uh, they, they were trying to tell them that they need to get circumcised first to have true faith. And so, and Paul was correcting this. And Paul was saying, listen, it's not an outward, you know, demonstration of your faith. It's an inward work of your heart. And so he was saying this, that, that it's not about just getting circumcised. On the outward, it's about your faith and your, is your faith working in love towards other people and towards God. And so, so, so we can do a lot of religious practices. We can, we can do religious things, but that doesn't take, uh, you know, that doesn't take the place of walking in true faith through love. And because why? Because doing religious things can pump our, pump our pride up. I read through the, yes, the entire Bible this year, you know. I, it's good to read the entire Bible. It's, it's good uh, uh, to read it through, you know, from Genesis to the Revelation. It, it, that's a good thing, but don't boast about it, glory to God. Thank God that you did, amen? But, did you, but are you doing it? You're, you're reading it, but are you doing it? That's a whole different story, amen? So here, if we're going to practice walking in love towards, uh, you know, if you're going to practice walking in love, the most key in practicing walking in love is walking in love towards the unlovely. Amen. Uh, I like what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 43 and 47. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's the Old Testament. But I say to you, love your enemies. And then two, bless those who curse you. Three, do good to those who hate you. Number four, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And then he says that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same. If you greet the brethren only, what do you do uh, more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. So what is he saying? He's saying that we need to be walking in love towards everybody. Amen. I, I, uh, I do, you know, I deliver groceries part time for Amazon. And I, there's a guy that he's a worldly guy over there. And um, and I can, you know, you know how you can tell people just don't like you. You know, they you, they, they tolerate you. Do you, yeah, you know, anybody that just. Yeah. You say my spouse. OK, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> they tolerate. Uh, um, no, but uh, uh, but but you, you just know people that, you know, just don't sometimes they just. And when light, and this guy's not saved, I, I could tell. I, I don't know the guy's heart for saved, but I could just, I don't believe he's saved. And um, but uh, but I could tell that he he, he tolerates me. But I I always say, hey, how you doing? I'm always greeting him with love, and he's like, oh. <laughs> are you hear what I'm saying today? And and he's an unbeliever, and he knows. Uh, he, he said the other day. Uh, because I kind of, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't try to tell everybody I'm a pastor because that's when people hear that you're a pastor, they, they, they change, you know, yeah. 
you know, they, 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 you know, they, they around you a lot of times. And he, he was with his boys. And he said, hey, pastor, you know, hey, man, how are you doing? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. But we'll continue. What am I saying? I'm saying and, and I and, and I know that, you know, he he doesn't care for me, but I'm going to keep walking in love. I'm going to keep walking the love walk. Even, even though people may not care for you, keep don't let their attitude sour your at. Am I preaching today? Don't let other people's attitude, even even your. I'm going to say this: your spouse is not supposed to make you happy. Oh man, you better be happy. You, 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 your spouse can add to your happiness, but. Don't put it all on your spouse to make you happy. No, it's God that, that will satisfy everything in your life. And, you're, and, and you're not spo- your spouse is not supposed to make you happy anyway. You're supposed to be trying to do everything you can to make them happy. And if you're doing everything you can, hopefully they're doing everything they can. Glory to God. I, like I said to my wife this morning, you're so amazing. And she said, because I do all the work. <laughs> she does a lot of work. I mean, she's up cooking, all doing all the work. I said, "Yeah, because you do all." She helped me put a door lock on yesterday. I, my, my my lock broke, and I said, "Baby, can you help me?" She's good with stuff. She was looking at, and she helped me to. I'm not that mechanically inclined. Amen. She she's she's really good. Pastors are good at reading the Bible and preaching. Amen. Probably about the only thing we're good at. But continue. <laughs> Amen. So I just say she's made because I do all the work. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And I said, baby, you know, you know, you more than that. Glory to God. <laughs> we'll continue. Number two, uh, keys to practicing our faith. I'm talking about working out your faith. I'm talking about that if you're going to have great faith, you've got to work it out. Amen. The Bible says work out your faith. Uh, with fear and trembling, for it's God that works in you to do His will. Amen? And so key to practice faith is that, that we need to not only walk in love to the unlovely, that's people outside the church, and it can be sometimes people in the church, and, but walk in love towards the body of Christ. We need to be walking in love towards the body of Christ. We need to be loving each other. I, I came in this morning and there was a guy that used to come to our church and uh, Linda just gave me a, a, a financial blessing through him. He said the Lord, uh, the Lord put it on his heart to give me a financial blessing. Praise God. That's amazing. And so he's practicing it and I'm believing he's probably watching online today. But come to church. We want to see you in the seat too. Amen. But, but I thank you, amen, for that. It was, it was a love offering. God is amazing. And we can do love offerings, love gifts, you know, when you bring food in. I know Robert had to go to two places. He picked up some fried chicken, glory to God. Or was it baked chicken, Robert? Fried chicken or something. And uh, for, the, for the luncheon today, glory to God. And so he had to fight through. It's one food lion wouldn't get it into him. And he, hey, what? That's, that's practicing love. That's saying I'm going to get some food to the people of Exceed Life Church, bar none. Glory to God. He pressed through the obstacles. Amen. I'm telling you, you got to be careful talking to the pastor. You might be high, you know, I might be preaching about you in the service. Amen. Be very careful. Amen. There, I saw a coffee cup. It says, be careful what you say around the pastor. It could be next week's sermon. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Why, I'm always pulling information, amen? Trying to fit it into my sermon, glory to God. I'll give a shout out to Robert, amen? He, he's a humble man. He doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want people knowing, amen? Glory to God. So it says in Galatians 6, uh, 10, Therefore, if we have an opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are in the household of faith. Let us do good to all. And in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, Let us consider one another in order to stir up Love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in a manner of some, but exhorting one another as much more that you see the day approaching. We, we, I, I, pre, I like this scripture. It says, let's get together on Sunday mornings as a church group and love one another. Amen. And so that's what we do. We practice walking in love. That's why I love in the very beginning of the service, I said, let's greet each other. You know, uh, let, let's let's walk in love. Let's 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 just just let people know that we're glad that they're here. Amen. Well, and let, maybe God will give you a word for somebody. I saw even back in the, there, uh, it looked like there was some ministry that was happening before I started preaching. There were people ministering to other people in the church before the church service even got started. Can I say this to you this morning? You are a minister. You like to say, no, you're the minister. No, I'm an administrator. You're the ministers. You are called to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're all ministers of, of, you're all, you know, ambassadors, the Bible says. We're called to be ambassadors. We're called to represent heaven down here on earth. So how do we practice our faith? Man, I'm trying to get to this. We practice our faith through loving our enemies, through loving the body. We practice our faith by speaking God's word. And I talk about this a lot. It says in Hebrews, let us not hold fast. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. So when he says this, he said, let us hold fast to our confession. What does that mean to hold fast to your confession? That means not, do not let it go. Don't let go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't let go that God's grace is able to help me make it through the tough times in my life. Don't let go that, that, that He supplies. My God supplies all my needs according to His riches and glory. In other words, hold on to it. Why? Because there's an enemy out here. There's a devil out here trying to take it away from us. You have an enemy that's trying to take your faith away. Trying to get you to cast away your confidence. And I'm going to say this to you this morning. Don't cast it away. Hold fast to your confession. Revelation 12, 11, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. They overcame who? You may ask. They overcame the devil. They overcame the naysayers. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's how we overcome. I like what it says in Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight of faith. And you may say, it's a good fight? It's a good fight because you already won. Jesus already won the fight. We are just, we're just, you know, when we get to heaven, I'm going, if you have Jesus and you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you won. You are a victor in God. So he says, fight the good fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life. 
to which you also were called to have confessed a, a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Think about that. So most of the time when you hear a preacher preach on this, on this scripture, we just normally hear fight the good fight of faith. But what he says here, the rest of it says, lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. Anybody confessing a good confession out here? In the presence of many witnesses. So notice that now Timothy's saying how we fight the good fight. We fight the good fight by confessing a good confession. Am I preaching to you today? So we fight the good fight by, by, by doing that. And, and so, and so he, then, Timothy, uh, then Paul, talking to Timothy, says this in 6.13, I urge you in the sight of God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate. So we see here that Timothy is bringing it back to Jesus when he was being uh, interrogated by Pontius Pilate. Amen. And, and it says here that, that, uh, that Jesus confessed a good confession in front of Pontius Pilate. What did he say? Well, in John 18.33, Pilate entered into the praetorium uh, call, again, called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? And Jesus answered, You say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness of the truth, and everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And then we know Pontius Pilate said, Then what is truth? You know, people are saying that all the time. What Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. So what did Jesus say? Jesus basically said, I have a kingdom. Jesus basically said, I am a king. Jesus said, I am the truth. What was Jesus doing? In, in, the, in the place where the enemy was trying to press Jesus down, where he was about ready to go to the cross, where all this pressure was on him, Jesus was speaking who he was. He was speaking where, where he was from. And he was, and, he's speaking, and he was always speaking where he was going, back to heaven. And we need to be speaking who we are. We need to be speaking where we're going. Glory to God. We need to be speaking. No, no, listen. Your future is bright in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? You need to confess a good confession in front of many witnesses. And every word you say will be held accountable in the day of judgment. Number four, we need to practice our faith by worshiping and praising God. Amen. Not just on Sunday mornings, glory to God. That's a good time to do it. But I'm telling you, you need to get up. You need to get on, you know, uh, K-Love or is it Air One? Uh, praise God. There's another one that's good. Is it Air One? Air One, which is amazing. They, they play amazing worship songs. And you need to start your day with worship. You need to put worship in the middle of your day. You need to end your day with worship. Why? Because, because I'm telling you, your peace is under fire. And the devil wants to steal your peace during the day. And so how do you maintain your peace walk? You keep your mind stayed on God. And the Bible says that he will put you in perfect peace. 
And if the devil can't get you out of peace, he can't keep your goods. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, the fight a lot of times is for us to maintain our peace level. Am I preaching to anybody today? Have you gone home? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so Jesus says this, and, and I'm closing down. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour is coming, and now is this, that when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. God's looking for us to worship. I'm telling you, our worship has been going to higher levels. Our worship team been going to higher levels. I've noticed even the congregation is really worshiping God nowadays. I'm, I'm excited about that. Even pastors worshiping now. Glory to God. Amen. I'm telling you, it's powerful. Why? I'm telling you because your peace is under fire and we've got to maintain our peace level. I like what it says in Psalms 100. One through five, make a joyful shout to Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with sadness. No, with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pastor. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. And the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. His truth endures all generations. So he says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Some of you, you need to start shouting a little bit more. Some of you, when you're under that pressure, you need to start shouting glory to God. Hallelujah. You need to, you need to continue to shout it out. You need to, you know, Psalms 34, 1, 4. It says, bless the Lord sometimes. That's right. Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall seldomly be in my mouth. I'm sorry. Continually. That's a reverse translation. <laughs> I, mean, I must be reading the reverse translation. Not seldomly be in my mouth. Continually be in my mouth. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Make the, my soul shall make its boast the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord is making God bigger. Magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from some of my fears. From all of my fears. Man, I got to get this reverse translation out of, out of here. Amen. And so he delivers us from what? All of our fears. Amen. Count it all joy, James says. For, uh, for, for we've all fallen in various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. We practice our faith by praying. When was it for somebody? When was the last time you lay, you just said, let me pray for you? And I'm telling you, sometimes we forget that we're called to pray for people. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? I had, I had the men's breakfast yesterday and a couple of the guys were talking. Some guys were talking about some, some, ish, some physical issues they were dealing with. And, and I forgot to pray for them. <laughs> I just said, just hang in there, you know. Just, just hang in there. And then as I was driving home, I like, I said, well, I'm, I'm teaching about practicing the word of God. And I don't think I practiced it yet. Yesterday, I just told him just to man it up, man it up. And I forgot to pray for him to practice my faith. And they're like, pastor, I'm dealing with this issue. And I, and I said, I forgot to pray for him. 
I remember that when I started getting into this faith walk, I'm trying to close here. And I remember my pastor, Pastor Joe Warren, that started the church and he was operating the gifts of the Spirit and we were seeing people being healed when he prayed for them. And I said, man, that's amazing. And I remember that uh, I was dating this, this was before Yen, I was dating this young lady um, and she had this uh, skin condition on her legs called staph infection. And the, and, and the doctors say that's incurable. I'm going to say this. Just because you get a doctor's report that says incurable, that's the doctor's report. But, but whose report are you going to believe? In other words, the doctor doesn't have the final say-so. No, no, God has the final say-so. Don't just make the doctor's report your final say-so. Forget about that. And they say in New York, forget about it. No, no, let God's word be final in your life. And so she had staph infection. I remember that we were walking in. We went in, at the grocery store. I remember we were at Food Lion. And some lady, you know, comment, have you got, had your legs checked out? Some, some rude lady. And I got me mad. I got so mad about that. And I was dating this young girl. And I got her saved, by the way. It's called missionary dating. But anyway, um, <laughs> and she got saved, you know, we're, you know, praise God. And, uh, but she wasn't Miss Wright, amen? Yin came and she's Miss Wright. And, uh, but uh, I, I got so mad, I said, we're going to pray for your, your, your condition and God's going to heal it. I was so angry. So you gotta, some of you got to get angry. Some of you got to get to a point where you're done losing in whatever area in your life. You're not going to lose anymore. See, what it does, you got to have angry faith. Do I, am I hearing any, am I talking to anybody today? We got to get, I got angry. You know, that she said, oh, look at your legs. Have you seen a doctor yet? I said, oh, she's going to see a doctor, Dr. Jesus. I said, and I got in the car with her. I said, we're praying. And I laid hands on her. I said, in the name of Jesus, I curse that staph infection. And within a week, her legs cleared up and it, and she got totally healed. Totally healed. I got, I got angry faith. Some of you might, you know, Jesus had angry faith. You, in other words, you got to get to the point where you get, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. If you just say, oh, it's okay. It's all that I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. Then you're going to have it the rest of your life. But you got to get to a point where I'm not going to have this anymore. It's not going to be my life anymore. I, I'm going to get mine. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You've got to get angry faith. And then I remember, and practice, talk about practicing my faith. Man, I'm trying to close this down. And, and I, was, I was working, and I was, you know, I wasn't a minister at that time, but I, well, in a sense, you are. Like I said t- today, you are ministers. And, and this lady heard about my girlfriend getting healed from the skin condition, and I was working at, 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 at a jewelry store, and one of the ladies over there had a, had a problem. She had a skin condition. And she said, you pray for your girlfriend. She, she said, can you pray for me too? Because the doctor said, the thing that I have won't go away and it's just going to get bigger on her back. I said, yes, I'll pray for you. And, I, and so I prayed for her. And, and, this la- and what happened was, it, it wasn't lightning bolts. It wasn't all that. It was a simple prayer. I believed God. And uh, with, uh, she went to the doctor, I think within a week or two weeks. And the doctor said that that thing was shrinking. And it, and it disappeared. That skin condition left this lady. And I was like, man, I'm two for two. Man, I'm 100%. Man, I'm knocking them down. I'm ready to raise the dead. Get me to the funeral home. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? I was ready, man. I was like, man, God's word is working. Glory to God. 
And I remember that lady that got healed. She was so amazed. And I bought her a Bible. And I said, you need to get in church. You know, this is another lady that got healed. She, then she called me up. She said, I got, a, I got a cousin of mine that has to go through surgery. Would you pray for her? I said, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to pray for her. Man, my faith is locked and loaded. And then she asked her cousin. And her cousin said she'd rather go through the surgery. And I was like, What? Why? You would rather go to the surgery. Why would people rather? Because they don't, they, they don't have faith. They don't believe. There are some people, the Bible says, some people just don't have faith or they don't want to get the God factor in. Because if they get the God factor in, it could, con- it could convict them of their lifestyle that they're living and make them want to change. So they would rather go through the surgery and live a losing lifestyle. Am I preaching today? Then get God in their life, amen, get healed, and then have a changed life. Am I preaching today? So, so we practice our faith for praying one another. James 5, 16, confess your trespasses one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Number six, we practice our faith, this is my last key, by witnessing through doing good works and professing that God has, what God has done in your life. So what we need to do is we need to start, listen, you, you, may say, you, you may say, I don't know how to, you know, how to witness. Just tell people what God is doing in your life. Just testify about what God has brought you out of. Yeah, and you start testifying that, they may look at you like, what, you've been, you, you did that stuff? <laughs> you used to live like that? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, some of you guys used to be pretty uh, hardcore partiers. I, I'm, I'm looking at some hardcore partiers out here. I, I was surprised. Some, I'm telling some, some of you guys, like, man, you guys used to be hardcore. I, I remember I used to be one too. <laughs> but guess what? I'm a hardcore partier in the kingdom of God. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to party in the kingdom of God. Yeah, God takes hardcore partiers, amen, the clubbers, and make them churchers. I'm telling you, we, we have the best spirit in this house. It's not the wrong spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that causes us to walk in greatness in the kingdom of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Or have you gone home? Glory to God. Thank God that God can take the partiers and, they, and, and, and the world partiers, bring us out of the world and make us church partiers. And that's what heaven's going to be like. It's going to be one great big party in heaven and it's going to be a continuing party to last for, for eternity, glory to God. We're going to a party. We're, that's what the rapture's all about is because Jesus is going to have a banquet table and it's going to be a party table, glory to God. And we're going to party with Jesus for seven years while the tribulation and all hell is breaking loose down here. Are you hearing what I'm saying, Jay? And then we're coming back with Jesus to take this planet over. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We're coming back triumphant in God to take this plan. We're going to be with Jesus, honeymooning with Him for seven years. I'm not staying down here. I'm an escapist. I don't believe... I'm going to keep my life living right, keep the oil filled like the five virgins, because I'm going to be ready for the return. How many people are ready for Jesus to come back tonight? Amen. Glory to God. Today, glory to God. 
Amen. One person, I asked one, you know, I heard one minister ask, are you ready for Jesus to go to heaven? And some people didn't raise their hand because they thought they were, he was talking about right now. And some people want to live their lives. I mentioned that to Christina. You want to go to heaven? She says, I want to live my life a little bit down here, Daddy. <laughs> Amen. You live a little, and the longer you live, the more you want heaven. The longer you live as a Christian, the more you want heaven to be your home. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies today. I thank you, Father God, that you are preparing us, that we are practicing our faith, that we're operating and in, in, in praying for people and, and loving uh, our enemies and loving the body of Christ. And, Father God, being doers of the word. Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for every person here in the audience. I thank you for those watching online. Perhaps you never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Well, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. And, and the Bible says, if you receive Christ, you will not be disappointed. So I want you to pray this prayer. If you're ready to move forward into the kingdom of God, say this prayer in meaning your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Holy Spirit, uh, fill me in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.